Let's go. I cannot believe it. The funnest six games I think I have ever seen from championship week. And then, you know, the the weeks before that, Andy, it was nothing short of spectacular. There's so much we got to get to uh, today, including the star stock news, obviously select uh, release and artist proofs. If you're watching this on YouTube, but Andy, the biggest story here, your savior, Tom Brady retires. My savior, Joe Burrow, pulls off one of the best upsets we have ever seen in championship weekend. The greatest comeback we've ever seen during championship weekend. So first off, Andy, uh, your thoughts on Tom Brady actually deciding to retire. And the second thing, what does this mean for Tom Brady cards over the next couple of weeks as uh, we look forward to his retirement? Mm, yeah, I sure am going to miss TB12, man. Um, but I'm super thankful for the the wonderful year of Buccaneers football that I got. Actually, two wonderful seasons, uh, and Ooh, yeah. man, we were so close to uh, to run. And uh, yeah, man, he's the, he's the goat. He still he goes down all time passing yards, all time passing touchdowns. Um, and we are seeing a demand spike right now for his rookie cards. Uh, he's seeing some of his largest sales. People are buying his rookie cards on this news. However, uh, to get a better understanding of what we can expect for uh, to see with Tom Brady rookie cards in, in the future, we kind of have to look at what happened to Drew Brees last year when Drew Brees also went through a similar situation. He retired and a significant spike for Drew Brees rookie cards that peaked right around the draft time. And then after that, they they fell off significantly. Um, to this point, you know, of course, they're, they're still valuable. They're just not nearly as valuable as they were whenever he was playing at, at a high level, playing in the playoffs, that kind of thing. They're they're more um, I, I like to look at them more uh, vintage cards now, not vintage in the 60s or 70s, but vintage in the sense that they're no longer subject to uh, performance ebbs and flows. They're they're really subject to the, the overall ebbs and flows of the hobby um and and the scarcity of the car and so he's not you know there's no there's no longer concern of him getting hurt or you know him not performing well and that driving his values down now it's just like how relevant is he going to stay is he going to uh, do a tv uh broadcast broadcast stint or is he going to be really active in the in the hobby maybe in the nft space and stuff like that uh, with his other brands and everything That'll be interesting to watch. They're obviously still going to uh, be Tom Brady cards till the end of time that are extremely valuable and hold good value. I just, you know, what what type of event, you know, football cards in general cool off after the draft are going to drive Tom Brady cards back up again? Uh, maybe the announcement for his retirement. I think we could see another little spike then. Yeah, I think this is going to be the perfect example, Andy, of the performance versus all-time goat kind of thing because Brady was the best quarterback in the NFL this year. He, he just was. I thought he was better than Rodgers. I thought he should have won the MVP this year. And, you know, I'm not just saying that to appease you as a Buccaneers fan, but this guy was the best. Statistically, he was the best. And we'll see if performance ebbs and flows change uh, now that Brady is the goat of all goats, right? And you brought up the very important thing, the scarcity. Do you want to get the famous uh, rookie card uh, of Tom Brady that we've seen float over $20,000 for just a, you know, PSA 10 multiple times over the past, you know, year or so. And it's, you know, been pretty steady right there. So, yeah, you know, I, I think at some point, Andy, everybody's going to want to have a Brady rookie card, especially if you're, you know, a big football card fan. So for me, I, I just wouldn't buy one now. I wouldn't buy anything Brady uh, right now because, you know, the prices are just going to be so hot after uh, the retirement news. Something else we've seen, Andy, that's very interesting. We'll, we'll get to Joe Burrow and a few other quarterbacks in just a second. Is Tom Brady to me was the first. 
big NFL star where all his PSA 10s of short prints of non-rookie cards were going for a lot of money, right? I mean, 2007 gold, 2012 prism, you would see go for three, four, five thousand dollars So what are your thoughts on non-Brady rookies? Uh, because you've actually done pretty well with some Tom Brady Tampa Bay uniform cards as well. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. And, and I kind of lucked out in that sense because I was buying them as a pure collector. Right. And he didn't he didn't uh, have a hot start in Tampa. There was a lot of uh, critics that were uh, coming after him, you know, saying that he was washed up. And and but I, you know, dude, I got to go playing for my team that I've been a fan of since I was a kid. Of course, I was buying in early and often. Uh, and when we when we went to the Super Bowl last year and ultimately won, I could have sold for a really nice profit. I've still held on to most of those, sold a couple uh, base ones, base prisms and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I think that Tom Brady is one of those guys that uh, at for, he's quarterback, right? So quarterback driven market, but he's also the best quarterback of all time. So he transcends generations and he's one of those guys that you can invest in his 2020 cards. You can invest in short print serial number cards from 2010, first year prisms, 2012, hold a significant value. So pretty much uh, any serious football card collector, uh, unless they just absolutely despise Tom Brady um, for, for one reason or another, then they're, they're going to be targeting Tom Brady in any set, every set that's released um, in, in the football card market. If you think about it. Yeah. I, I think Brady's going to be Kobe, right? I think there's a lot of similarities to both of them, right? You know, unbelievably brilliant obviously brady is big in the nfts brady is big into nonprofits. he's got um you know obviously you know the supermodel wife giselle and he's got his own clothing line out uh you know he used to be an under armor guy i think he's obviously still with them but there's still just the brady clothing line he's also big in name image and likeness with college stars right so even if brady doesn't do the drew Brees thing or the manning thing and become a broadcaster he very much is going to maintain cultural relevancy as well so um i also think as far as you know brady cards as well i do see a little bit of kobe in that uh, and obviously jordan is like this as well where just parallel cards of non-rookies are still very valuable, right? When you're talking the goat of goats, those things matter. And for Brady, there's just so many beautiful cards out there, right? Because, you know, he does span this long 22-year uh, period, right? That There's going to be a 2005 Brady card, uh, that's a beauty that people are going to want, especially if it's numbered, autoed, or whatever. And something else, Andy, this is very key if you are a Brady buyer. Fraud is going to be ridiculous, re-freaking-diculous. And what I want everyone listening to this to do, and this is very important, think about the price and ask yourself this. Is it too good to be true? Right. eBay has this new $750 optimization thing with CSG and whichever. So there's a lot of, you know, extra steps you could do. There's a lot of resources, resources such as this podcast and people out there like Brad Nolan, Mike Ham, and, and all these other accounts that are so smart when it comes to authentication and whatnot. It is very important to be careful with the RP, which is reprint. Look at the description of every Brady card that you buy because fraud is always going to be the most rampant with the goats. We've seen it with Michael Jordan, and it's really bad. We've seen Michael Jordan fake cards in actual slabs. So be very careful. Do your due diligence because a lot of fakes are going to enter the marketplace. Now, um, we, we got to talk about Joe Burrow. This is the biggest you know, guy in the hobby right now. Uh, some of his just silver PSA tens. I saw uh, Cajun Cardboard, a good Instagram account, um, tweet out or, or tweet out not too long ago, Andy, that some of Joe Burrow's Prism Silvers PSA tens are going for more than some really rare 
Michael Jordan inserts. And, you know, I Burrow, Andy, his sales data is still through the roof. It's not just the high-end price, Andy, but it's also the volume of, of Joe Burrow sales right now. Yeah, the volume is insane. I mean, hundreds and hundreds. And it's like it, you never knew that so many Joe Burrow cards existed out there uh, in the world before he won this championship game. And it, it's wild to see that you could have literally bought Joe Burrow on Saturday. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, how difficult it can be to flip cards. Well, if you were buying Joe Burrow cards Saturday, even his base Donruss PSA 10 card you could have bought a handful of those for 200 bucks a piece and then sold them for roughly 400 a piece the next day after they won that was the kind of demand spike that we saw um you're absolutely right Carter I mean uh to the point where though even those base mosaics and we know how much they increase the print run and the the over printed inserts that they included in there I was able to actually profit on those uh, and those were cards that I bought when Mosaic first came out. I impulse bought, you know, for $20 a piece just to get me some action on Joe Burrow. And I was able to actually sell those for profit this uh, after Sunday. Okay, so uh, once again, all right, so I, I'm a full-time LSU YouTuber. So Joe Burrow's my guy, right? And he's every LSU fan's personal god, right? So. I had some big burrows, and I, I feel like transparency is key here, Andy. And I, I, I sold my biggest one this this past weekend. Um, and uh, you know, once again, it's not that it's not because I dislike Joe Burrow. It's that this is really, really hot. The data is crazy right now on Joe Burrow. Now, of course, if you're sitting where you are now, uh, Joe Burrow very well could be the next Tom Brady. Right. He very well could. There's a lot of Brady esque aspects of Joe Burrow's game. And I think it's deeper than just the stats. Psychologically, he is on a different level than everyone else. He's unflackable. He's not going to lose you games. He's just tough, right, to beat. He is a leader of men. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I was able to be around the national championship team. I was able, you know, just to feel the difference in, in the building when he took that next step. And you've seen it with Cincinnati, with the cheapest owner, a franchise that was going nowhere, that just won two games just a few years ago. There is a metaphysical aspect to this man, right, where LeBron James is tweeting about him. Kid Cuddy's reaching out to him. And, you know, Joe Burrow wears the ice. He's got the, uh, the, the, mo uh, the mobility. We saw it this past weekend. Uh he truly is a transcendent guy without having transcendent quarterback skills. So he's not unbelievably fast. He doesn't have an amazing arm. He's just really effing good at football, and he's mentally stronger than you are. So understand that I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, but Andy, we understand how markets work, right? Joe Burrow's the hottest name in the marketplace. There's going to be years when that's not going to be the case, right? The AFC is loaded with still really talented quarterbacks with a lot of career ahead of them. Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and that Patrick Mahomes guy who's you know still really good. They're going to still be around. And Joe Burrow's not going to be going to the Super Bowl every single year. I think he ends up winning two Super Bowls before his career ends. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it does back the question that maybe if you are sitting and you are listening to this right now, maybe it's not the absolute best time uh, to, to buy Joe Burrow cards. Um, and once again, I want to buy as many Burrow cards on the planet Earth right now. But Andy, pure rationality tells you that right now is definitely not the time to get in if you aren't in already. Yeah, if there was anybody in the NFL, I would tell you not to buy right now just because the price is – on any card that you look at are way, way higher than what they were uh, weeks ago, months ago, since they've been released. <laughs> and and that's definitely Joe Burrow. Um, dude, the guy, the guy's a magician car. I feel like he's a magician. How some of that pressure that he escaped from was absolutely unreal, man. 
You could have got his base PSA tens for one fifty two hundred, and now they're you know consistently selling for well over three hundred right now. And those are just his base cards, right? So you know, I was lucky enough to 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 buy uh, some some good burrows just a few months ago, and able to sell them for three x. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy, and I think Andy, that's a good sign for some other quarterbacks that could have. A, a bounce up in their price. Maybe it is the time for you to look at Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, who, let's be honest, had the meltdown of all meltdowns, Andy. It's amazing. He played a flawless game against the Bills, played a f- near flawless first half. But when Tyree Kill got tackled and when the Bengals for the entire second half played uh rush three drop eight Mahomes just got rattled he had two opportunities to throw to Kelsey for the game-winning touchdown he was rattled he played absolutely awful and you know what Andy I, I I just don't ever see another Mahomes meltdown happening like that again and if his prices tank because of one really bad half of football you better believe I'm going to buy some Patrick Mahomes, baby. Yeah, well, I have already seen a clear decline in the value of his rookie cards, Carter, going his rated rookie, his optics, his prisms, um, even some more rare cards. Like if you go look at his sold buy it now items, almost all of them are best offer accepted. And then you go and look at look up what those best offer accepteds were on like 130point.com. You're seeing some pretty juicy offers being accepted like and and if you're a buyer juicy as in if you're a buyer you're probably getting a pretty good deal so there's definitely a big cool off on him right now there's a big demand drop because of the uh because of that meltdown um just that was that was unreal of of a meltdown there in the second half so i i do think they're going to continue to drop carter because i think this is going to leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths here for a good portion of this off season. And with the salary cap issues that the Kansas city chiefs have, uh, they could lose some more good players this off season. It's going to be even more difficult for them to get back. This is what a lot of people are going to be thinking. However, Mahomes is Mahomes, And, you know, I mean, he could go out and, and blow up one game in the first week in September, you know, sideways in the air throwing horizontal passes to Travis Kelsey and doing some crazy stuff out there and I could definitely see a demand spike for him again you know with the if if uh, he gets hot next season it's gonna happen again right because he was flawless for six quarters flawless and then you know if you go look at the advanced metrics they said that was the worst first to second half disintegration Whenever you look at completion percentage over expected, EPA, any advanced stat that you want to look at. So that was more of a statistical anomaly, right? How many bad Patrick Mahomes performances have you ever seen in the playoffs outside of the Buccaneers, which wasn't his fault? His receivers were dropping everything and he had no protection. That was the only bad half of playoff football we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play. So I'm still a believer. Obviously, they should resign Tyron Matthew, who is my main PC. I think if you if you find a way to keep him, I think Tyron wants to stay. Uh, that defense is still going to be good enough to get you back uh, to the Super Bowl next season. So, you know, I'm I'm still a believer in Patrick Mahomes long term, and there's also going to be some people, Andy, that believe Josh Allen is the guy, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Josh Allen played just as good, if not better, in the playoffs this year than anyone, including mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. So it's it's going to be a very interesting AFC uh, QB market, you know, as we move forward. And uh, Mahomes, I, I if if I'm drafting AFC quarterbacks, obviously I can't. I mean, I would I would take Burrow number one overall because I'm biased, but I, I would still take Mahomes over Allen simply because of this, right? Situation matters. They lose Brian Dable in Buffalo, right? Mm. They keep Sean McDermott around. Can't wait to see what actually happens to the Bills next year now that Dable is gone, who I am really, really, really high on. 
Uh, so it's 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 very interesting. We'll see how a lot of that stuff um, plays out. But Andy, outside of you know just uh, the quarterbacks, obviously you know Stafford versus Garoppolo. Uh, you know, outside of the quarterbacks, was there anything else that you saw hobby related from this past weekend? Whether it's teams that were actually playing or teams that weren't playing that that really found your your interest. Well, there's, you know, a lot of stuff. So like we talked about Tom Brady retiring. And so like immediately I'm looking at who's under contract on the Bucks, And I see that Blaine Gabbert is there, but he's not under contract. He'll be a free agent this offseason. Kyle Trask is the only uh, quarterback technically on our roster right now under contract if Brady retires. So uh, that's a very interesting storyline. He could drive a tremendous amount of FOMO because he's a 2021 rookie, has not played you know, a down yet in the regular NFL season. So that could be huge. He comes from uh, Florida with a lot of draft capital, the Gators. And um, so that's very interesting. Also, we saw Sunday night. Uh, not as bad as Patrick Mahomes because they simply just do not ask Jimmy Garoppolo to do as much as Patrick Mahomes has done. So there's fewer opportunities for Garoppolo to make those kind of errors. But Garoppolo finished the game off really ugly, as we all know, with the interception. Um, And it looks like, I would say, probably already going into this game, Garoppolo wouldn't be back. But surely now Garoppolo is not going to be back in a 49ers uniform in 2022 and you've got Trey Lance, who <laughs> comes with a tremendous amount of draft capital sitting behind him on the active roster. Um, so I've seen a clear demand spike as people are already um, anticipating. I mean, the thing is, like, the, with, with the younger that a player is and, and the draft capital they come with and they, they've shown athletic talent in college, I mean, their rookie card values can go up so quickly just on a little bit of speculation that they're going to be starters for their team big market teams and i've seen a clear demand spike in those i think they're going to keep going up though uh because of the new product release dates and stuff like that it's some interesting stuff going on there with new products yeah so this is where it gets fun right not a kyle trask guy just not uh i mean once again you know he, he had kyle pitts he had dan mullen one of the best play callers out there and for me, it wasn't a Joe Burrow situation where Joe Burrow, even with all the great receivers, running backs, and offensive linemen, he still made a lot of plays on his own. Whereas Kyle Trask, he, he had a lot of guys just getting open really, really fast. Kadarius Toney, um, Grimes, whoever. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you start thinking about a guy like Jordan Love if Aaron Rodgers decides to, you know, move elsewhere. So it is really fascinating. And this leads us to our next topic, right? We do get a select artist proof. So if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, get on over to our YouTube page. Uh, if not, we're going to uh, – I haven't seen the select artist proof. We do have a date uh, for select Andy, and and what what did it actually say uh, for the, the, the date of select? Because as you told me before, uh, Prism, because of some – product shortages has been moved back to april around the time of the nfl draft that is true yeah d- uh, release dates getting keep getting pushed back further and further and uh with some discussions uh shout out to my cam very um affluent with everything hobby related um it's talking about there's a specific kind of glue shortage supply chain shortage of glue that they get from overseas that is affecting the release date of cards also, there's speculation around a card stock shortage, but he assures me that it's actually a glue shortage. But either way, the release dates for Prism have now been pushed back to April 6th. Um, and like we talked about, like you just mentioned, Carter, they have announced release dates for select hobby boxes on May 11th. And wow. we do have some artist proofs. Oh, let's see them, baby. Man, that is just crazy. Ooh. Here we go. So right here on the left, this is a veteran, Patrick Mahomes, but this is the new base concourse. I'm fine with it. I like it. Yeah, I like it better than uh, 2020, to be honest. This is a base premier level. Uh, this is a blue prism. So if you ignore the color and just look at the, the lines and the geographical design of it, 
um, or geom <laughs> I meant to say geometrical design of the car. That's what the premier level look like. And field level, that's our baby. I know. And the field level right there. So these zebra prisms are going to be case hits. Man, I'll tell you this. The Jamar Chase zebra prism is probably one of the most beautiful cards. Number one, it's partially because Jamar is just a cool dude. Uh, I've always said this. He's just got that star quality. He just looks like a star. And that zebra print just matches the Bengals print. So I'm definitely going to want a zebra prism jamar chase even though i'd have to sell my well i don't have a house uh <laughs> I, i'd have to sell our dog uh to get one of those and then look we got some base concourse signatures yep. man i just love select yeah, i just that. do I, andy i know you're a big select guy as well uh what's interesting is they've got so this is the um hobby box configuration five cards per pack 12 packs per box 12 boxes per case so it's basically one out of every 720 cards will be a, a zebra uh field level parallel um but they've also added and this is what we talk about adding new parallels they've actually added new inserts this year it doesn't look like the club club level is coming back right so that's i think that's a good thing they're they're going back to what was tried and true in the concourse premier and field level got rid of the club level I think they realized it was a little bit too much, but they did add five new inserts, the artistic selections, the Firestorm, Future Franchise, and Color Wheel. Um, and I've got some some proofs on those too, Carter. Look at this. Color Wheel, I, I could do without that. Firestorm, uh, no. Uh, Phenomenal Green, Snakeskin Prism, I like that. I think that's cool. But really, yeah. the other two just don't do anything for me. Uh, this is my first time looking at this, by the way. Uh, yeah, these other two just don't do it to do it for me. And, and you know, if you are just listening to this, my my main thing once again, Andy, as more cards get released, there's just going to be more parallels of those players, which makes you think harder about just buying older cards of older players, just because Andy of what you always preach. On fantasy football card quests it's just scarcity scarcity yeah and you get some some really nice scarcity in older cards of older players you don't get as much fomo out of them unless they maybe go to a new team or they string a bunch of games together um and start you know really turning their career around kind of like what we saw with cordero patterson this past year you know we saw a pretty nice demand spike for him just based on his fantasy football relevance and really you know turning a new leaf in his career that's where you see some big spikes in those older players or they make a deep playoff run, Super Bowl appearance, that kind of thing. We saw a really big uh, spike for Joe Mixon after this past game. Look at this. I love it. Uh, you know, I'm always going to be a select fan. I just I just like it, right? And it, you know, it's not Prism, obviously, and Prism's always going to be the most desired. But, I mean, you, you never know. And, Andy, you always say this, man, feel level, baby. Last year, that was uh, a really good buy, feel level cards, even the players that really weren't that great, uh, just because, you know, you just didn't see as many, and it was scarcity. And, uh, you know, I, I bought some LaVishka Chenault, and turned out to be good buys. Found it, found LaVishka, uh, Chenault, silver, silver field level and dollar boxes. And they were going for 20 per. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. It, it, it is going to be fun, but once again, keep in mind, select is going to right now be released a month after prism. That's if prism doesn't get released again. And, once again, the hype cycle leading up to the NFL draft is a new thing in the football hobby that we saw really affect prices last year. We, we really did. We really, really did, Carter. And I think we're going to see it again this year. Everything that I've seen so far this year in 2022 is very closely mirroring what we saw in 2021, just for different players, for different reasons. Um, one more important thing to mention, we're talking about release dates. There is a new product uh, that is called Clearly Donruss. So we talk about how iconic the rated rookie logo is, and we talk about how much that is demanded right now as a base card for all these guys, Trask, Lance, you know, right. Trevor Lawrence, 
um, you know, Mac Jones, all these, you know, we saw the prices go insane for Mac Jones, the rated rookie, because it's so iconic, but they're coming out with a clearly Donruss set here that's expected to be released on March 23rd. So my point to, to sharing this with you is that it's going to have some pretty interesting inserts, including Marvel's Night Moves, uh, another downtown variation that are done in oh, acetate. Really? They're done in acetate um, form. And I, I, I'm not fully knowledgeable about like the technical meaning behind how they make the acetate cards. <laughs> I just know it's a little bit different card set, but it's going to have rated rookie logos. And they're even going back and making these clearly rated rookies from 2017. Oh, come on. It, really? Yeah. Really? Really? Come on. Come on, Andy. You know where I'm going with this. I know. It's like they're making a Panini's making a reprint, but in what? an acetate version. No. That's... With sticker autos. So Why? my point of sharing this with you is that these could definitely, once these come out for Justin Fields, Trey Land, all these 2021 rookies, Chase, you know, Waddle, all the guys we want to invest in from 2021, I think these could potentially take away from value of the rated rookies that are out there now. Yeah, so, be- so obviously, Andy, the, the, the tip here is to just sell your rated rookies now of these I guys. Would, yeah, I would say between now and the end of March, I think you're going to continue to see price increases. Um, I have not looked up at the sales um, activity on Kyle Trask right now, but I guarantee you he's popping off right now. Um, and and uh, Trey Lance, I saw a big demand spike like Sunday night, Monday morning. I mean, Trey Lance cards are selling like crazy, and a lot of them are these rated rookies and colored uh, match press-proof rated rookies and the press-proof premiums. From 2021, I think those are going to lose value here in another month and a half just based on all this other new product coming out. Uh, but for right now, those are totally flippable, and I think you want to sell those here within now. the next month. Yeah, sell them now, uh, definitely with this. I, I'm not going to lie, Andy. I know this infuriates you. Uh, the 27 thing, 2017 thing just doesn't sit well with me, right? Uh, that... that mm. I don't think that's good. I, I just don't, right? I mean, we were just talking about reprint stuff, right? So I know that they've done this in the past, like, you know, redesigns from other years. And technically, it is, in theory, a reprint, but it's not a reprint, if that makes sense, right? It's just them making another variation, a throwback variation of the card. So it's authentic, but it's not authentic. It's not the real thing. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I feel the same way about these cards as I do sex robots, right? It's not the real thing. It may feel like the real thing. It may look like the real thing, but it's not, right? So that's the first I've seen uh, of the clearly uh, Donruss thing. So once again, just more inserts, more things for people coming into the hobby uh, for them to learn. And that's the thing. Like it's, you know, sports cards is very hard to explain to people that don't get it. Uh, you know, we always joke about this, Andy. The silver prism is not a silver prism. It's not a silver prism prism. You know, it's, 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 it, it, it could be very, very, very complex. Now, um, once again, you know, hobby tip of the day, it's, it's pretty simple, especially now with the clearly Donruss. Always check out for release dates because that's obviously huge that you know that they're coming out with another Donruss. And at some point, Optic will come out, which will be more rated rookies. So it, it's it, it, that's obviously pretty key right there. So do you have an extra hobby tip of the day? Um, I, I, I think I'm going to stick with that one, man. I think you should so really, you- really focus in on that one right now um, because – you know, and we talked about this last show, being able to find some more product on the shelves is really nice. Uh, so if you could do that and you could pull some 2021 Donruss off the shelf and you pull a Jamar Chase or, you know, you pull a Jalen Waddle or Trey Lance, Kyle Trask, any of these guys, um, man, I would just immediately list those up on eBay and try and make some profit on them. 
Um, one more new product. One more new product I want to touch on before we move on, Carter, is one of my favorite sets all year long, every year, and that's the Contenders because they've got those rookie ticket autos and they've got some really cool looking inserts this year that um, that are cool. But of course, they've got the the rookie ticket autos. Um, oh, do, they, do, they, do they have artist briefs of that already? Ah, they do, man. Oh, well, we'll pull them Boom. up, baby. Boom. Okay, now now we're talking, baby. Now those are beauties, beauties, beauties. Look at it. Huh? 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 No, so, I like that. Yeah, they're paying homage to the 2001 Contenders uh, rookie ticket. Uh, so you can find all the best 2021 rookies in this on-card autograph that pays tribute to that design of the past. And look at that. So one, one quick little anecdote. I saw uh, the card porn account or just someone, you know, they showed an image of Zach Wilson signing all the on-card autos. Did you see that? Oh, like, I have not seen that yet. Yeah, so he, you see him put his hands on there and just sign as many as you as he possibly could, right? And people are making jokes like, oh, well, the sur there's going to be so many surface issues the way Zach Wilson is signing the card. <laughs> well, that's because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of signatures this guy has to sign, right? And, you know, uh, I'm lucky enough to have to have made friends with, you know, some NFL players, right, including, you know, Jeremy Hill. Uh, and he was telling me about how tiresome those autos can be, right? Uh, th there's so many that you have to do. So, you know, take it easy on the players, right? I know they're millionaires, but I mean, goodness gracious, it's a lot. And Andy, this is your favorite autographed product. Uh, and they look great. They, they look phenomenal, actually. I really like the simplicity of it. Obviously, you know, the the ticket auto is just an iconic, iconic design. So uh, but what, what's the release date on this one again? This one is actually February 23rd for Hobby Boxes. Ooh. And, you know, shortly after that, we'll see it hit store shelves as well, which uh, is really fascinating. And I really do like the just the base rookie ticket auto design here because it kind of tells you that, the rookie ticket is iconic with how big they put rookie ticket right in the middle of the card. <laughs> it looks so good. It really, really does. So if you're listening to this, get on over to the YouTube football cards, investing and collecting. You could find a link in the description. Now, Andy, before we get to our plays of the day, uh, we do want to spend some time and you're going to talk more about this, you know, on, on other shows, right. Is the, the, what's going on at star stock right now. Wow. First thing I feel really bad for you, right. You, you've got a huge portfolio over there, just caught up in the mush, right. Uh, we don't know exactly what all's happened. Uh, there was an interview that Scott at star stock did with sports card anonymous. Uh, Andy, you know, you, you, you've made money on star stock. I've made money on star stock. Uh, but, You've 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 tried to warn not only Starstock but everyone that you know watch your channel that they started doing some things that weren't smart and they missed out to me on a on a huge opportunity on being something really special. Yeah, I do, man. I, I think that they could have evolved their marketplace more. They could have sought out um, collaborations. You know, we look at. Uh, comc.com which i think they took a lot of inspiration from in their business model and an online sports card marketplace that allows you to buy a sports card and instantaneously turn around and sell it without ever having to take physical possession but the where starstock significantly deviated and, and uh did differently to try and lower their overhead which albeit was smart at first because they were able to accept cards for zero uh, submission fee, right? They were no able submission to, fee, yeah. No submission fee, um, and half of the transaction fee that ComC was charging. But I think that initial hype wore off, and a lot of hobbyists really wanted to see the actual card behind their arbitrary grading system. Like, show us the actual picture of the card. And when they didn't do that, ComC does that. They show you the actual scan front and back of every single card. Starstock didn't do that, and that was a big 
negative, in my opinion, that that took a lot of traffic away from them. And then also about a third to a half of ComC's sales come from eBay buyers. They've got an API to where their uh, buy it nows are pushed over to eBay. And you can buy cards from ComC through eBay. And we know eBay is the biggest marketplace. They have millions more users and right. more traffic than Starstock and ComC. So um, they have that that functionality on ComC as well. Starstock never obtained, um, whether it was due to financial reasons or whether it was just due to software uh, code type of complications. So I think those are the two biggest factors that really um, really held Starstock back. And ultimately, they find themselves in this situation they're in now where, I don't know, from, from the interview, I and mean, we both watched the same interview. Shout out to uh, Sports Card Anonymous over there for doing the interview with Scott. It looks like they're, you know, they're saying they're going into like an NFT type of space, mm. uh, purely digital and uh, that's, that's nah. unfortunate, man, because it nah. was a really cool platform. Um, I love the focus that they placed on the, the premium cards, the rookie cards. And um, I thought they did do some stuff well. Um, and, yeah, I do still have about you know, like $2,500 in cards on that website, 12, over 1,200 football cards on, that, uh, on their platform. So um, – not not 100% sure what to do with them right at this moment. However, I guarantee you a ton of people are trying to withdraw their cards and their money. So, um I'm not that's what I'm not going to do right now. Yeah. And, uh, we'll we'll kind of right. we'll see, we'll play it by ear. Yeah, uh, look, everyone's going to try and get in on the NFT thing cuz that's where all the celebrities are, right? Uh and I I actually am big on the the dapper lab nf nfl top shot or whatever they're going to call it i i I am actually going to buy a lot because i i liked nba top shot and i made money on nba top shot and i I, i'm a believer in you know nfl and nfts but we talked about this in the the past andy nothing for us is ever going to replace physical football cards i think starstock had an excellent idea and i loved the way hobbyists, people that have been in the industry for a while, they, they liked it. They liked Scott's ambition. They liked everything that they were doing. And in fact, I was getting ready to put a large star stock submission in, but some of my cards got damaged and I just decided not to do it. And there's just so much of it that, you know, the first thing there was, you know, a card market crash uh, that that really affected them. And then when you're ingesting over 1.5 million cards and you could buy Starstock B's and C's for 10 cents, you know, the business model did get a little crazy. So I think that for me, the first takeaway to, to defend them is it's hard to make big money in sports cards just in general. Because you're capable to market swings, you're capable of scarcity, you're you're capable, uh, you know, you're open to people's interest changing over time. It could be very volatile, right? So whenever you walk into a local card shop, I always try and support them and get some top loaders or a card or whatever because it's it's hard. It's really hard to, you know, make card flipping and sports cards a full time job. That's why you know you and I we aren't doing that right now with our lives yet hopefully one day we can but it's hard it's it's really really hard what they were trying to do and you know they had kevin durant they had matthew delavadova you know they got steve ioki doing you know breaks with you on ig live all that stuff's really cool but man i i just wish it would have worked i love the way it looked i love the the marketing i love the you know, accept it now, buyer now. It, it, the user interface looked great, but not seeing the actual cards and and all that really, you know, kind of turned me off. It 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 just did. That's why I never really submitted. Um, and I, I feel sort of bad for them, but at the same time, you know, I felt that they were trying to do something that their initial movement or their initial, you know. I think they were trying to pivot too quick. I, I think they could have replaced Comsi. I think they could have really been something special. But, you know, once again, it's just hard to compete with eBay. It's hard to compete, 
you know, with Twitter and Instagram where a lot of sales are happening now. Uh, it's it's really hard, and I, I hate it. Andy, I know you really wanted it to work because it was just sports cards. It was uh, a lot of fun. But also, Starstock essentially was NFTs, right? Because you never actually saw the card. You were just basically exchanging, you know, cards while not actually holding the cards. Yeah, yeah, very true, man. And they did a lot of great things, man. They added in player indexes and they had their the player's performance right on their tab and all their cards and they they put the prisms and stuff right at the top, man. And they have a wonderful uh sales history tool. Oh yeah. A, you so know, cool. with an interactive chart. Um and the collection tools were phenomenal. The so I really enjoyed the graphic user interface and everything. It's just a Man, a few things missing, like the actual pictures of the cards and finding some way to generate traffic. And, you know, ComC did that with a partnership with eBay. Obviously, that was very smart on their part in Starstock. Um, you know, ultimately, if you can't get traffic and you can't get, you know, people, even when Joe Burrow goes off, if you're only getting, you know, 40 people on your site to buy Joe Burrow cards and ComC is getting 40 you know, 4,000 and eBay's getting 40,000, then it's like, you're, you're, you know, at a big disadvantage. That's why I'm wearing a shirt with a star on it. <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> you want to know why? Because who knows? They might miraculously turn it around. They might be able to, um, you know, he, they're pivoting into something, right? The interview was a little shaky. Let's be honest. It, it was, it, it was, it was a little shaky. Uh, it, it was, it was a little, uh, you would have liked some questions to be answered a little bit better, but uh, but guess what, Andy? It, it, you never know. There 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 have been comeback stories, I, I, and and we'll just see what happens. Now it's time for play of the day, Andy. And here's what I'm going to do. You gave me a great play on the phone last week, so I hope this is the play of the day you're actually going to give. Right. So I'm going to let you I'm going to let you go first on uh, play of the day, man. I've got some some really juicy uh, targets right now. Go. I'm trying to think of who we talked about on the phone last right. week. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it because okay. you're so good. So the, the, the first thing is my play of the day is the Patrick Mahomes thing. Right. I really do believe this. I really do believe this guy. I really do. Yes. Patrick Mahomes brother and his fiance are insufferable okay but here's the funny thing about it andy i think it's a good thing i think it's a good thing right jackson mahomes and his future wife who will be Brittany mahomes i think it's very relatable how many people out there have insufferable brothers how many people out there have insufferable significant others? How many? A lot of people relate with that. They do. And at some point, whether or not people are going to like this, those two are going to get a sitcom. Those two are going to get a, not a sitcom, a reality show. They're, they're going to get some kind of show. And, you know, it, it, people, it's cringe. So I'm, I'm still a believer in Patrick Mahomes long term, even though there are a lot of people that are a little turned off uh, by those two. I, I, I still believe in Mahomes, and I am going to seriously consider buying the dip uh, if I find a 2017 something that I really like a lot. Now, this would be my play of the day because you brought up something really interesting to me. It's not necessarily the players, but the sets. 2019 optic mm. okay kyler murray aj brown i'm gonna let you expound on this because i did find this to be really fascinating yeah it, it's uh it comes from significant observations studying sold items studying available listings across multiple different platforms um and just just my observations of, of being in this so thick for the last couple of years that 2019 optic was significantly underprinted compared to 2019 prism and 2019 based on which leads 2019 optic should be more valuable because it's a lot more scarce it's a thick cardstock it's got 
iconic rated rookie logo that we all love. And, uh, you know, it's, it's way underprinted compared. So I was comparing available listings of AJ Brown and uh, Kyler Murray from optic to prism. It's about a third. There's about a, a third of the optics that there is prisms. And I think that there's right now, when you look at their, their sale prices, they're going for the same, the, the optic and the prism. And I think that the optic and its parallels, I think that those should be significantly more valuable right now interesting so an optic hollow silver is going about the the same as as the base cards it's it's going about the same as the somewhere between a prism and a prism silver wow uh, because that prism (laughs) silver is uh, is very rare i still think in 2019 what Panini did was they left the print run of the Prism Silvers very low. Uh, so that's a very rare card. But they noticed the demand increase for Prism in general. And they noticed that there was an increase in hobbyists. And so they significantly increased the print run of 2019 Prism, base Prism. Um, and so you can see for every 100 base prism cards there's roughly one or two silver prisms i love it But if you were to compare base prism of 2019 to 2019 base optic for every 100 base prism cards there's about 30 base optics which is Mm. like holy crap the base optic in and of itself is like a short print card from 2019 when you look at it that way and those values are not reflective of it being that scarce I love it, Andy. I do, right? The only thing I don't like is the actual rated rookies. I miss the Fournette, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara rated rookies where, you know, it's the iconic portrait. Er, Lamar Jackson, obviously, and, and Josh Allen. I like seeing their face. I don't, I don't, I, I like them in a portrait setting. I think it's such an interesting card because, you know, they're oftentimes, Andy, that, you know, that, that, American dream looking towards the future kind of looks of their cards, but still that iconic rated rookie logo. So Andy, I'm actually going to take that as my play of the day, Patrick Mahomes and look out for 2019 optics. And obviously, you know, the two uh, Kyler Murray's a big quarterback in that class, but AJ Brown, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, baby. I, I'm I'm still a believer in, in AJ Brown more than DK Metcalf. I can't believe I'm, saying that about Ole Miss players, but still, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a believer, Andy. So, but, you, um, what about, what about Terry McLaurin ooh. and, uh, Washington football team? The guy is elite, right? And uh, they're due for a big quarterback upgrade this upcoming year. So, the, so we'll see with the new team name and everything. So Andy, you said you got some other juicy plays before we get out of here. I'm interested, man. Give it to me. Give oh. it to me. So I'm just like studying overall like NFL research, right? And so I was um, listening earlier about John Elway and Peyton Manning forming an investment group. Peyton Manning looking to make a deal to buy in and buy the Denver Broncos, right? And this is – we already know that Hackett is gone from the Green Bay Packers to the Denver Broncos. So this sets up perfectly for Aaron Rodgers – and Devontae Adams, because Devontae Adams is a free agent uh, this offseason. And with his what he's wanting in terms of contract, I could see a deal to where Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams go to the Mile High Stadium in Denver. You know, Ooh. the ball flies a little better in that thin air, man. You can really sling it, Carter. <laughs> and they renewed Cortland Sutton. They renewed Tim Patrick, which are both incredible deep ball threats. Now, I think if they were to bring Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams, part of this deal would be to send Jerry Judy to Green Bay. Right, yeah. So it's a really fascinating storyline. I think it's one of the most fascinating storylines this offseason is what happens with Aaron Rodgers uh, Devonte Adams, this whole Green Bay, uh, Denver Broncos storyline that I'm looking at right now is fascinating. Uh, there's another fascinating storyline with the New York Giants, and you you alluded to it earlier 
with them signing Dable from uh, the Buffalo Bills, a guy you're very high on. Well, I mean, you could link Mitchell Trubisky to Ooh. that move being potentially I love it. traded to the Giants. And the, and the Giants trade Daniel Jones to, I don't know, maybe he goes to Carolina. <laughs> Who knows? Dude, I love that. I, I didn't think about the Trubisky-Dable thing, right? So schematically, I'm a big Dable guy. I just am. There's so much to like about him, right? He's at Alabama, learns under Nick Saban, wins a title there, goes to the NFL. And yeah, Josh Allen was eventually going to figure it out, but he's he wasn't good his first two years. He wasn't good in college. So that was a very rare quarterback transformation. Now, it could just be an anomaly that Josh Allen just turned into what he was. But you got to give Dable some credit, right, for finding an offense that really suited uh, Josh Allen really, really well. Okay, get you know, make getting Stefan Diggs and and helping Gabriel Davis uh, be be who he is now. So I'm a big Dable guy, and I, I I like that Mitchell Trubisky, very sexy quarterback name right there. Uh, especially knowing what we know now about Matt Nagy and and the dysfunction there. That I like that Andy. That's a spicy play. I love it. Yeah, man. And that New York media scrutiny is real. The the media coverage on New York teams. The Giants, the Jets, we know are leaps and bounds higher than even the Buffalo Bills. So there would be a significant demand spike for Trubisky rookie cars. We saw that happen. And um, his cars are just super cheap. I mean, they're they're way lower than Deshaun Watson with I, I don't know if you saw the new uh the if you looked saw the news about him this week and the the testimonials came out from his lawsuits. I don't know if he's ever gonna play again, dude. If he does, oh, I don't think he'll ever look. Oh yeah, it's it's weird, man. The testimonials it's, it's, are really weird. It's strange. Just leave it there. Deshaun Watson could have play again. I really do believe it. The with the way the quarterbacks are now, teams don't have morals. They're going to find a way. They're going to find a way uh, to get him back on the field. Uh, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how serious it is, right? Uh, but, Andy, this was a, a fun one. Once again, a, a longer one. We gave you a lot of plays. I'm obviously really excited. Um, this was one of my better hobby weeks. You know, obviously, you know, investing in a Joe Burrow when he was cheap and, you know, selling a few to potentially buy more. I want to get a rookie ticket auto Burrow so bad. I really do. Uh, but they're so expensive. There's Every single one of them are selling for a lot. And they're iconic. They look good. They look really good. I love the simplicity of the card as well. Um, also, look into selling Cooper Cup and, and Odell as well. Uh, their prices are going to be really, really high over the next couple of weeks. So uh should be fun, man. We'll, we'll get more into Super Bowl players uh, next week, Andy. But once again, if you want to get access to Andy's mail days, his – sleepers is ebay auction snipers andy it's simple it's it, it's made it, i've already made my money back on on my subscriptions go to foot uh patreon.com football cards and you can join our community that's right we just did the giveaway too look at this 2020 sealed product i just gave away to a few lucky winners there we, uh, go. We, sp we spin the wheel every month. That's just another little added benefit. But like Carter mentioned, you get the articles, the early access, bonus content, and uh, the Discord too, man. Discord's uh, loaded with uh, some fun stuff. So see and you guys there. Yeah, two more things. Once again, I'm starting my new card Instagram account. That is the handle if you're watching on YouTube, at LSU Sports Cards on Instagram. I'm going to post... All my fun LSU PC items, Joe Burrows, if that's what interests you, and uh, just sports cards in general. I want to connect with all of you on IG. I haven't posted yet. I got 20 followers. I feel kind of sexy right now. Ooh, man, oh, you're wow. going viral. I'm going viral, man. I don't even have to post anything, man. Um, but, yeah, check it out there. And next week, Andy, I want you to remind me. I'm actually going to make a note here. I found something in the sports card world that I think is going to, it, it, I'll, I'll say this, 
it changed my view on sports cards and the future of sports cards. And we'll uh, we'll talk about that on next week's episode. But until then, peace. I'm looking forward to that one, man. Peace.